this is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Today's episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes. It's the rope of choice of Clay Tryon, who won $25,000 with it just tonight, $58,733 this week, and $203,000 this year as of round five of the 2022 NFR with the Centerfire 2. It's a core rope by Fastback. Centerfire 2 is all nylon and has core construction, like I said. It's going to appeal to ropers who like the feel of a bigger, heavier rope with a larger diameter, reduced body, and no bounce. So those head loops, they stay on there. Find out more at fastbackropes.com. Check them out all over Las Vegas. You can get some at NRS if you're there for the Area World Series of Team Roping Finale. And again, like I said, if you're at home, you can call 800-479-1851 or visit fastbackropes.com to place your order. Hey everyone, this is Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome to round five of the score uh, through the 2022 NFR. Um, tonight, things kind of took a turn for the worse in the team roping. Um, not as far as who won, but just as far as what happened and how tricky the round got. Um, so the round started out like looking like it was going to be quite fast. Dustin Esquiza and Travis Graves were 3-9. Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, they were 4-9 to stay in the lead in the average. Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin came back with a 3-8 to take the lead. Andrew Ward and Buddy Hawkins made their kind of run 5-2 that, uh, that just kept them steady after a bobble last night. Um, and then Clay Smith and Jake Long got a leg. And then Clay Tryon and Jade Corkill, they went ahead and tied uh, Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin for the lead. And then things got dicey. Caleb and Junior... Junior's horse took a uh, stepped into his loop. They took a no time. Jake Orman and Brad Kreitz took a no time. On and on and on. Uh, Riley Miner and, and Brady Miner were a five four. They placed, but otherwise it was a pretty brutal round. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven no times. Um, so a lot of heartbreak tonight in the team roping. Um, as far as what is going on in the average race, in case you're not paying attention, like I said, Tanner Tomlinson and Patrick Smith. They still lead. They are one of the teams with five down. Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin, they're second in the average, and they also have five down. Uh, But Tanner and Patrick have about a four and a half second lead on uh, Coleman and Logan. So uh, then Andrew Ward and Buddy Hawkins, they have four down, and they are 20 and six on four at third, fourth is Junior D's and Levi Lord. They had a barrier tonight, but uh, still pretty decent. They're still pretty decent in the average. And then Caleb and Junior, they didn't drop that far with a no time tonight. They're 28 uh, flat on four, and they are fifth. So we'll have the full list up on teamrovingjournal.com, but uh, just going to be giving you that primer. We'll try to get a little bit more involved in the primer throughout the as the week goes on. I'll try to tell you all more about what's happening in case you're not watching or you didn't buy the Cowboy Channel Plus app. I'm not really sure, um, but I will uh, I'll help you all out that are, are not watching. <laughs> All right, first we're going to listen to an interview that we just did with Clay Tryon and Jake Corkill. Um, not sure how many go-round win interviews we've done with these two, but it's been a lot over the years. So 
enjoy Clay Triad and Jake Corkill. Clay, we don't have a statistician in here. How many go rounds? Do you know? I have not a clue. You don't not, count? Not enough. No, I, I know I've made the NFR 20 times, won the average twice, won the world three. That's about the only stats in it. Where do your go round buckles sit in your house? Are they, they're not in a line that we can. No, I don't. They're, all my buckles are like in a safety deposit box. I don't even. I don't even have. There's some random ones I find around laying around. That's about it. Do you know how many of you won? I don't know, maybe 15, 16. I know I've, out of the 13, only there's only been two years I think I didn't win one, and a couple years I won a couple, I think. It seems like I always do good in the same rounds. I've done good in the fifth round. Won the fifth round a couple times, ninth and tenth round. It's always the same couple rounds, seems like. But Is it a good thing that you've won the ninth and tenth round a couple times, or or would you rather not have to be winning rounds in the ninth or tenth round? Uh, I mean, I'd rather not have to. I guess it's always good. It seems like that round's easier sometimes, but yeah, I've uh, the one there was a one stretch I won, I won the tenth round like three or four years in a row or something like that, and a couple of times won the ninth and tenth round, but uh, just kind of worked out like that, I guess, a couple of times. Um, one of our really common themes in our conversations: how old we're getting. What was the stat you told me the other day about Tanner Tomlinson? How old was he at your first NFR? He was eight. He was Kelton at my first NFR. He was eight. <laughs> Do you know he might done? not have been born. <laughs> I don't know how old is he. When was he born? He's 22. So he was one when I was born. When I was at my first one, he was one. I shouldn't have given him an autograph. I probably did. <laughs> All these kids along the way that want autographs, you should talk down to them and say, "Don't do this." <laughs> That's what I should have did. When you at your first NFR, were you planning on being here 22 years late, 21 years later? It's easy to say now, but honestly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's easy after the fact, but yeah, I, I don't know why. I just I don't know. Just knew I don't know. I think set a high goal, especially when you're young and naive. You just think you're gonna do it. So yeah. it's harder than it. It's not hard, but I mean, you got to try. It's not easy to do it. You got to put in, gotta put in the hours, driving just all year. It seems like it's a year-long deal every year. So is it getting old? Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm roping bad, it gets old. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just harder you get older kids. My kids are older, they're roping. I get pulled different directions. When I was younger, I just roped and didn't do anything else, so it was easy. But now I got, you know, might be pitching baseball and basketball and taking the other kids roping and roping with them. So, yeah, just change your life changes, which it's better. Yeah. But, yeah, just different things happen. So the older you get, I think it – these new kids are good. The younger generation's good. The headers are good. The headers are real good. I don't know if the uh, – I don't know the age of the healers, but I know the young headers are good. Um, what did you know about that steer? That he was good. They made a good run on him. That's about it. We knew it. I knew he'd have a good shot to be. I didn't know if he could be three, but you never really plan out to be three. But I imagine every round from here on out, you're going to have to be. I mean, there's everybody's going at him now. No one backs off. So when it's like that, somebody's going to connect. So. Um, your head horse. Tell me, what is that horse? I've owned him like two months. I just I bought him in Montana. I haven't had him very long, and he, he's doing pretty good. It really hasn't been him. I've missed a couple, which it's been both my fault. So he's actually done pretty good for us. So really the first rodeo, I've really rode him at a few jackpot deals and north side the amateur rodeo a couple days, that's it. So he's calm. He's like a kid's horse acting. He's the calmest horse I've ever had. So he's like a, he's like a pet. So he eases around, yeah. and yeah, he weirdly did. calm. He didn't look like on the bus. I thought that was like the loosest rein or longest rein you've scored one here in the box. Like you didn't look... No, I, I have long reins. I can't rope with short reins. I don't like it. But uh, 
his head's kind of up more maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, he he has a he's a little different feel. And I, like I said, I'm not even really all that used to him, but mm-hmm. he's been doing pretty good here. I didn't even see a run. He must have finished good. It felt like he finished good, mm-hmm. which helped. But that that matters a lot here. And I haven't had a horse in a long time that would pull and face pretty good here. And I actually didn't even think he would do it. I did. I roped so much on him getting ready for this that he didn't really want to do it at the beginning. I don't think. I don't think he'd really been in like had to build a fence. And so I, I made a ton of runs more than any horse I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I almost rode him like a practice horse. I rode him like thirty days in a row. I don't think I've ever done that. And then it just got better and better and better at it. So, but I felt like he needed it to get ready yeah. for here because he had I hadn't rode him enough. And I know he'd been rodeoed on, but I'm not like. Not like this. Not like this. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, like no, this. the kid that had him, he ropes good. So yeah. the horse went around. So, um, the run from your perspective, just a good, easy run, or? Yeah, it, it felt like. I mean, it seemed like he got a good start, and uh, like he was saying that everybody. I mean, you could just as easily win fifth place with a three-eight. So, uh, I'm not really trying to do anything but go as fast as I can, no matter what. Now, so. Uh, but it did seem like the series seemed like we kind of closed in on him at the same time, and he was pretty good. And um, I was kind of with him. It, it seemed like we, I haven't seen him either, but it felt like we must have got a pretty good finish because uh, as soon as I looked back, the clock was already stopping. So um, that part was good. It just felt like a good smooth run, really, to me. Felt like we could make it again, hopefully. Yeah. Is the world title a thought at the no. moment? Not a thought. Whatever. No, I, I mean, just, just, no. those guys are. Those guys are. They'd have to fall off. <laughs> they're, they're not going to fall off. Today was weird. They're, they're good. No, I didn't. Yeah. No. I don't think it's ever a thought. Have you ever thought about it, really? I mean, you do when you're in the lead because you got a rope different. Yeah. But, uh, when you're not in the lead and you're messed up, like I've messed up a couple, it's like it doesn't. The average, yeah, I think we can place in it, but we need to catch the rest anyways. I mean, you're passing up money along the way just to try to get a check at the end, so you need to just keep being aggressive. Yeah, I kind of, it's a weird feeling for me this year because, I mean, I want to win it more than anything, but it would almost be a weird feeling to win it this year because those guys have kicked ass all year, and they, they dumb. I mean, they had double what I had coming in here, and, I mean, for the way those guys rode, they deserve, if I was in their position, I would feel like I deserved to win it that year, and I feel like they deserve it. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I've always kind of been the guy that, whoever comes in in the lead and does the best all year, I, I, think those guys should be the guys that win it and, uh, I mean I don't they should give two buckles yeah <laughs> you go in number one it, going in number one is way harder than winning it I You've don't care what it, yeah I don't care what anyone says uh-huh. you can get lucky and win it here those you don't get lucky and go in number one that's no one gets lucky doing that so people have gotten lucky here and won it you don't no one's gotten lucky and winning number one especially how they did it so yeah we all know yeah. When you're out there doing it every day, we know. <laughs> <laughs> we, know we, we saw it. So. And Champ's back good, 100%. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been good. He, I don't know what he was. He was limping the other day to, at the run through, but I don't ever really practice on him, so maybe he just didn't want to be practiced on that day. But <laughs> he's been good every night since. So uh, Marty Tanner, he's been he's worked on him a little bit every day, just kind of making sure. But no, he's back to his old self. I can hear Champ saying. He, you don't like practice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. <laughs> Can you, you even say that? Doesn't like practice. I didn't give my horse an option. I practiced on it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Have fun at the South Point. Now we're going to hear from Coleman Proctor and Logan Medlin. All right, Coleman. How did that feel? 
Oh, it was great. You know, it's something we've been looking for all week since we've been all those long days practicing, roping a bunch every day and filming it and getting going to bed sore and waking up tired. Uh, all those long days all summer, you know, that all comes together and it's all worth it for a night to celebrate like tonight. Do you guys film it like Speedy does? Film all the practices? Oh, yes, ma'am. 100%. Speedy taught me from the ground up, and I follow his protocol getting ready for the finals. Seems like it worked really good for him. But it has been great. It gives us an opportunity to go frame by frame through our run, talk about where things can be a little better, where I can do a better job and be a more complete header. And really, I think it's helped us overall as a team develop our rhythm. Did you used to film, before you started roping with him, did you film your practice sessions? I've always filmed filmed mine myself. Um, Every practice session till my filmer, got pregnant and then since we've had our little girl my filmer doesn't get out there every single day but yeah I've always I'm kind of a visual guy I I can see what it feels like and think I'm on track and then whenever I go back and watch it I can see that I'm far off and I need to tweak on some things and so I kind of got to got to go back and see it and that's one thing about you know going to Coleman's when we practice he's has a great you know does a great job of having people helping us and filming it and yeah I mean there's there's a whole slew of people, Asa and John Wayne and and uh, Griffin. Yeah, Griffin Passmore lets us use his indoor for the practice. I mean, he's lets us set up our NFR deal in his arena and leave it there for a month. And so, I mean, it, there's just too many people to thank. But, I mean, without those guys, we couldn't do what we do. And so, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, who films you? One of those guys films you too? Yeah, we've got a great group at the, a great group at the ranch that's been helping us out a lot. And every year, you know, about November time, it's been this way. It's all hands on deck. When Cologan comes up, it's all about the national finals. Ace is running the shoot every day. Ace is sharp, my man. Keeps the steer's head straight. He keeps track of how many we've missed because it's ten dollars. It's, it's uh, ten push ups for every miss until you've got so many push ups. Like I'm like Ace, I can't do anymore. I'm gonna have to pay you for him. John Wayne will be. You know, he'll be filming. He'll be keeping horses in front of us. My buddy Mason Stevie, he'll come down and help us out. And then, like I said, Griffin always is around there helping us. And it's just, it takes a whole tribe like that to really get out of it what you're looking for. I mean, I've cut corners before in the past and tried to tried to go a different way with it. But ultimately, those guys right there are the ones that not only allow me to leave my ranch and, and in full confidence know that it'll be not in flames when I get home, and but they also prepare us for this week out here. So we're so grateful to them. That's awesome. Um, let's talk about the horses. Heisman, how many times has he been here? Three? You know, I started riding Heisman in 2015 with Jake Long. He was just a six-year-old. And then, um, you know, my last year that I rode Booger here was the first time Billy Jack and I roped in 2016. So he's been my primary horse here since I've been at the final since 2017. Of course, I've missed a few spots there. But he's always my go-to. And it gives me such confidence knowing what I'm going to ride. And now knowing how to prepare him. You know, in 2019, I didn't do a very good job of having him ready to go. I had him a little too sharp, and he, he fizzled out throughout the rodeo, and I couldn't keep it on the horns. He was too quick. And then knowing how to prepare him now and knowing how confident I am on him out here, it's really made a huge difference in our game. When he's, like, he's a little bit more on the on the muscle side in the box. Or yeah, that's, maybe- a, that's a polite way of saying he's silly. Like, he's silly in the box. <laughs> but, you know, Tiffany Wagner, I, I can't mm-hmm. thank her enough because she's been such a blessing to me about – understanding that side of the horsemanship because it's it's wildly embarrassing him jumping around like i i want to walk in there swing my rope hype myself up turn around and hit the corner and go and that's not always his game plan and he's shaking his head and he's he's jumping around a little bit and sometimes it's really good for me because it allows me to take a deep breath and relax 
But, you know, I think she said it best. Just, hey, that's, you know, that's just him. And why don't you just appreciate the things that are good about him and accept the things that aren't. And I'm a lot the same way, just as a human and a trainer. That's why I don't train a lot of horses. That's why I take Kirkenschlager has to fix them all. But, you know, so ultimately that's just his personality. And here's how I look at it. Like, until we hit the corner, that's Heisman's time. And what he does on his time is his business. But when we hit the corner and it's go time, like, it's my time then. And he's he's bulletproof yeah. every time for me. Mm-hmm. So until that starts, and when that starts messing up, then we'll have another discussion. But until then, party on. <laughs> Do you watch him over there? I, I try not to. I try to I try to cover my horse's eye, too, so he's not looking over there at Heisman and learning any new tricks. But, you know, there's enough going on over there that I try to just stay zoned in on what I'm trying to do. But, I mean, I got full confidence in Heisman, too. I mean, that horse has been – we've rode for two years now, and that horse has been a saving grace for us. And he's been, in my opinion, the best one out here, one of the best ones out here, and he gives us a chance every night. You can't ask for anything more than that. Um, and you got off a two-time horse of the year. Tell me about that. That was... And reserve, yeah, and reigning reserve. That was uh, not an easy decision, let me tell you. I mean, it's that horse is where I started. I started with that horse, and I owe everything to that horse. But he's been a little bit sore this fall, and I've... me. I mean, Dr. Doris back in Stephenville, Stephenville Equine, has done a great job of getting him to the point where I thought we could give him a go out here, and I rode him the first three nights and he wasn't he wasn't crippled or sore but he just wasn't him and and it was and it cost us some money a couple different times and it was hard to get off of him um it's hard to get off of the horse that you've rode as much as I have him but I've got full confidence in this this six-year-old that I've had I've, I've made I got him from the Tongue River and I I love the horse he's he's green and he might make a mistake from every now and then but He's electric, and he makes things come tight, and he makes things happen, and it showed tonight. And it's been a big topic, obviously, this week, uh, because Cody Snow rode a horse that was shown at the Futurity and, and placed good at the Futurity, and now you rode, like, this is an actual current Futurity horse. Well, right. the last month right. of his of his Futurity year. Um, he had been under the big lights, though, in Fort Worth. So right. do you, were you nervous about him in this setup? Obviously, this is not the John Justin. But right, yeah, I mean, I've... I, I thankfully, thankfully, I took a step of faith and took him this summer and used him as a second horse. Um, I, it would have been really hard to get off of him if I left him at home. Mm-hmm. But I, I left a gray horse at home that would have been rock solid as a second horse because I thought this horse could be better. And and so I took him, and thankfully I had rode him some this summer. Obviously never anywhere where there's 18,000 people. And, I, yeah, I was nervous about that. I mean, in fact, I mean, it was something that's been on my brain for the last three or four nights. But, man, he handled it. I rode him last night, and he handled it fine. And I told Coleman I just didn't ride him. I didn't give him a fair chance. I rode him too much like a green one. And so tonight I told myself, if he messes up, fine. But I'm just going to ride him like a heel horse, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. If I look like an idiot, we'll adjust. But I trusted him, and, man, he, he did awesome. And you told me before, like with Drago, that you almost – he would almost get a little heavy in your hand through the corner. Mm-hmm. Did, do you drop your hand on this horse and, like, just ride him through it? Like, what – how's horse, he different? This horse is uh, – from being greener and stuff, I still have to guide him a little bit. He's not as – he's a little bit lighter than Drago, but, in fact – but I kind of back my – I kind of like that feel of one being just a little heavy on my hand, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I'll back the bridle off a little bit and go a little lighter just so I can pull on him a little and not mm-hmm. get 
immediate reaction, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, I'm I'm not very good with my left hand sometimes, and so I don't need every cue to be him be cueing mm-hmm. off of everything. And so I like one just a little heavier in my hand. Mm-hmm. Not too much, but just a little. And so I'll back off, and he did awesome. I mean, he's he's never heard a roar, nothing like that. He <laughs> yeah. got tonight, and he was a little nervous after, but he was all business in there, turned in. I mean, and I can kind of ride him like Drago. I can put him in the same spots, and he, and he lets me heal and so i'm i'm super excited to have him and this was a huge confidence booster for me and him both congratulations guys thank you thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the score we will be back again tomorrow night check teamrollingjournal.com and on facebook instagram tiktok you know it all throughout the day we will be posting lots and lots of content